You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Ladies and gentlemen, your boys is back. Your boys is back. What's good? This is your boy, Raynell Jamal. I got my brother in the building. Who's in the building with me this today? This is your boy, Jay Davis. Jay. You can find me on the IG and the Twitter at yeah. J-A-Davis-I-I. Yes, yep. And you also can find me at, uh, on my website, www.jdavis.co. Just threw some fresh dates up there. Got some gigs popping up. So I would love for you to come out and hang out. Come and hang out and uh, listen to some good music. Sure. Yes, sir. You know who it is. It's your boy, Reno Jamal. Hit me up on uh, my Twitter, my FB, and my IG at R-A-Y-N-E-L-L-J-A-M-A-L, Reno Jamal. Go ahead and hit up the podcast. That's the FB and the Twitter. I mean, the Twitter and the IG, my bad, at A-Z-S-R-O-O-T-B-R-E-W-S-P-O-D. That's A-Z's Root Bruce Pod. You know what I'm saying? And listen to this episode. In previous episodes at RaynellJamal.com, Raynell-Jamal.com, and listen to all this episodes on there, and get us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, we welcome to the tribe, Spotify, and we finna add more as time go on, you know what I'm saying? Gee, and a uh, salute to um to the podcast being powered by Anchor, you dig? We're part of the Anchor family now, so you know, support us, ladies and gentlemen, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we got a lot of things we gotta talk about today, because a lot of shenanigans has happened over the last... A lot time we was together you know what i'm saying now chris is supposed to be here but chris is handling some business right now right, right on respect but being that chris is our r&b connoisseur you feel me the expert you know what i'm saying we gonna weigh in on another on, on this topic later on you know what i'm saying but we definitely had to talk about the the blasphemy of jacque's statement calling himself the, the king, king of, of r&b, R&B. You know what I'm saying? He said it right here. I'm going to insert the, the audio at this point. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just want to let everybody know that I'm the king of R&B right now for this generation. I understand who done came and who done did that and that and that. But now it's my turn. Jacquees, the king of R&B. I just heard him say it, and I've, I've been feeling like that. ATL, let's get it. I'm the new king of R&B. So, for y'all who don't know, man, I'm, I'm sure y'all heard about this, man, but over the weekend, <laughs> and the way I heard about it was I was on Twitter and I saw uh, Chris was like, what did Jacquees just say? Bro. And I looked it up and I was like, yo, okay. Where did Jacquees come from, bro? He's from ATL. See, Birdman did this. This is Birdman's problem. He brought Jacquees into this. Yeah. Birdman brought Jacquees into this game. Now, this is the thing about Jacquees. I don't know much about him, right? Um, all I know is that he has a song called B.E.D. And this is the thing about th- about him being saying he's the king. Your song B.E.D. is a, is a bite off of Avant. I need some originality and some authenticity. 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 There we go. You know what I'm saying? I can't even say it because I can't put my all in it. You feel me? Man. Before we start talking about wearing crowns, you know what I'm saying? But then the but this is the crazy part about it, bruh. Um, you know, Jay Holiday 
You know what I'm saying? He was saying what he was saying, so he got on the ground and he was doing what he's doing. Did you hear the sound bite though? <laughs> uh, Jay Holiday? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Hold on. Well, hello. Hey, look, no, I'm not valet, baby. Not with the Gucci <laughs> jacket on, baby. I'm not valet. <laughs> I'm not valet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was rolling. He was like, "What do you say?" Which is not don't mean nothing. He was like, "You don't wear Gucci and wear valet." Like, bro, you might just be the most swaggiest valet <laughs> driver you ever, could be, bro. bro. You could be. This is the question of who was his top three, though. He said he put him in the top three. He said four and five is right here, and with some no names I have never seen before in my life was five, four. I gotta see the video. Five, four, four, five. But no, I forgot. He said first. He said the king of R&B is a person who made who sold twenty million on his first album. So I'm thinking he's talking about Michael Jackson. I don't know. But that's real because they never recognized Michael Jackson as the king of R&B. They've always recognized Michael Jackson as the king of pop. But was he talking about Michael? I don't he think he was talking about Michael. He might have been talking about Usher or Chris. Huh. It couldn't be Michael because Michael has always been recognized as the king of pop. In, in Michael's R&B days, Michael was against a lot of competition. He just had that He just had that, that, that Quincy touch. Hmm. Okay, so off the wall was R and B. That was mad R and B. That was R and B through and through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that was a different era, though. Exactly. So, um, he mentioned. <laughs> he mentioned. He, I don't know what he was talking about. To be but honest, but I with think you. what's he talking about? Tyrese. I don't know, bro. Man, he was feeling cold. Wait, let's insert audio. Audio right here. Audio. Oh. There's three kings of R&B. The first one sold 20 million on his first album. I'm not valet, baby. Not with a Gucci jacket on. I'm not valet, baby. The second king of R&B is from Chicago. And the third one is from Tappahannock. Four and five right here. All right, so look. So that's what Jay Holiday said, right? Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, uh, Tank come out and say what he had to say. Tyrese said what he had to say. Everybody came out. Um, Eric Bellinger, he uh, put up a video. You see that video he put up? Mm-mm. Well, he was in studio with Usher. I'm seeing. I'm seeing what's going on. It's, it's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of people talking. You know, what I'm saying R and B this, King this, King that, King this. First off gotta put a little bit more time in you feel me put a little bit more time in these gotta actually have some hits niggas gotta actually have some consistency all i'm saying is i'm looking at the videos we looking at the videos oh <laughs> oh if it wasn't for artists like miguel daniel caesar and her yeah this generation of R&B will be in a very weird place. Yeah, you're right, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but Jacquees, though, I mean, um, I y'all, I don't know the kid. I'm not familiar with his music. I haven't really been on workout, but I respect his confidence. I respect the confidence, young man. Sometimes you got to speak things into fruition. And man, look, brother, you do that on your personal time, though. You know, when you do those type of things. You don't post that on IG. But this, yeah, this is the thing, too. Like, you got to be careful with that type of stuff because 
Cause I, I feel like the pressure's on him now. You got to make a hit. The industry is so different <laughs> yeah. now, bro. Cats is fickle out here. Anybody can make a record. Come on now. Photoshop is accessible to everybody. Dig it. Mm-hmm. Home mm-hmm. studios are on the rise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. United Masters just opened the opportunity for every independent everybody. artist. Come on now. So it's kind of like you could be hot one week. And we've seen it. You could be hot one week and you can be right. n- nobody's news because social media, technology. Right. Bro. Okay, this is the question, though. Melvin, this is the thing me, we we discussed in the group chat. We were just talking about this pregame. There's so many sectors of R&B. So what R&B are we talking about? Are we talking about like mainstream R&B? Are we including neo soul into this? Are we cont- are we including contemporary adult uh, contemporary R&B? Because that's what they do now. That's the thing I'm kind of like iffy on with this generation. First of all, singers are kind of like rappers nowadays. Mhm. With the way they deliver their records nowadays, right? Then if you tr- deliver a true R&B sound outside of Miguel, like I said, Miguel, Daniel Caesar. What's up? You know who I feel like you're forgetting? I'm sorry, bro. No, go ahead. I'm so sorry. You know who we're forgetting in this conversation? Who? DJ the Chicago Kid. Right. That's R&B. That's R&B. That's pure R&B, yeah. bro. And look at the people that he had on his record. Yeah. PJ yeah. Morton. He had... Uh, Day Day had it on drums. Mm-hmm. He had um, right. Man, he. Why is not BJ the Chicago kid in the conversation? Maybe they feel like he hasn't done enough, even though he's been around for us because he's been a fan for a long time. But to the public, but I'm saying mm-hmm. pu- like that pure R&B. But see, this this is all about to say. What I've noticed they're doing with this generation is if you do more pure R&B, they push you more to the adult contemporary. But, see, that's the struggle. That's, that's the, the thing that's weird. That's the issue, bro. Like, it's too many contingencies on this thing. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and I feel like. And it wasn't like that before. No, it was like you were either dope or you weren't. Right. right. It was like when Chris Brown first came out, like I said in the group text, bro, Chris Brown came out when I just graduated high school. Right. But that also Usher's Usher's Confessions was just a year old. That's also when Destiny's Child, the last album, right. was official. Man, Jagged Edge, um, like 112, like right. all those guys were still formidable. But it wasn't like the whole thing wasn't like, well, Chris Brown is the the, the new right. prince of right. this generation because right. Invincible album was still was at its tail end. Justin Timberlake's solo album just was a year old. Like so, it wasn't really like right. It was like you're dope or you're not. There now that's the no question. Well, let's go to this too. Is Justin Timberlake R&B? I would say no. Why? I think he is a perfect balance of crossover. Okay. I think he. I think. I think he lands in the same realm that Michael Jackson would would land. Okay. Why not Usher? Why? Why does? Why is he pop and Usher isn't? Or Chris Brown isn't? I would say I would say Chris Brown's early albums for sure R and B, latter albums more crossover of pop, pop with with the sense of urban contemporary fizz. Okay, I would say like Justin Timberlake, 
I think especially like with um with more the production that he got from like the Neptunes on those records, like especially on like the Invincible record. Um, I think the the melodies and the melodic aspects of what was taking place in regards to the instrumentation, and also. But see that, but the, but oh, Justify was a really. Uh, it was. A, it had eclectic feel, and that's what I'm saying. But I think more of like the, some of the beats from Timbaland, mm-hmm. the beats that Timbaland and Pharrell did more. I felt like leaned more to a pop feel with an urban twist on it. And then when he did the Brian McKnight and the Underdog records, that really brought more of the R&B, the, the balladry. Okay, so why not Usher? Because Usher Confessions had a lot of... That's the last considered worldwide accepted classic R&B album. Yeah, I think, though, I think where the Usher where Usher leans more to like the R&B aspect on this album is the production that he got from JD with, um, with, uh, with Confessions by itself mm-hmm. um the joint the ludicrous and little john joint the yeah that had more that was more of like a hip-hop joint more than it was an r&b right. situation and i think uh simple things really landed the plane on where it was a true arm uh, r&b record where it was just straight so would you consider would you consider cry me a river a pop record not an r&b record i would consider that a pure pop record okay so and um, also, okay, and I, I, this is gonna sound so prejudiced, okay, but I think also the str- the media streams that that was being that was really being elevated to, Usher's album was an MTV BET, then it got accepted on TikTok, MTV <laughs> BT thing, later VH1, right, Justin Timberlake pure MTV. VH1. VH1. Then later BET. Then later okay. BET. I like what you're saying. So this this is the question that Tank asked. Oh, it is so good because Tank asked this question on the podcast I listened to this morning. He said, why isn't Bruno Mars in a conversation? And, then, and the person was like, well, he's pop. He was like, he just gave you, he said he just won album of the year for a 90s R&B album. It was pure 90s R&B. Everything about it was 90s R&B. He said, so why isn't he considered an R&B act? And I was like, dang. So that's why I'm asking about Justin Timberlake. No, I think, I, I, but I also think, too. Because 2020 experience was more of an R&B. 2020 experience had much more R&B right, feel right. to it. But I also. Man, where Chris at will be having this conversation. <laughs> but I think okay. also, I think when you're talking about a collective, when you're talking about, for me, and I might be wrong, so I'll take the correction for this, but I think when you're also... No, I just want to hear, I want to hear people's different perspective. I think also when you're talking about, like, lyrical content... Yeah. I feel a lot of R&B records, right? When we listen to pure R&B records, they're more conversations. Like, um... Like, you, I, you hear metaphors, I think, in R&B. Right. But you hear more themes, right? When I listen to Justin Timberlake's, um, because Justin's your boy, oh man, Justin, bro, especially yeah. the live joints, <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm like, Justin man. Timberlake. But I think when I listen to a lot of the Justin Timberlake stuff, 2020, Justified, um, Justified, and all the other records, um, I hear more metaphor. I don't hear pure things. Spaceship Coop, um, 
suit and tie. Mm-hmm. Those are like pop things. Those are not. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that you said that, Tank said this. And I'm saying Tank because I look. we look you at Tank, Tank like, as like he's right now he's an R&B general. Like he's he, like a mad he, general. He, right? And let me also say this with the Bruno Mars right. thing. I think where Bruno Mars, where I wouldn't put Bruno Mars in the R&B category because every album that he has done has been different. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been like a seamless, like when I look at Justin Timberlake, we see the seamless act where it's like first album, Pharrell, Timbaland, Brian McKnight, Underdog. Second album, Pure Timbaland, Pure Pharrell. Third mm-hmm. album, Timbaland, Pharrell. Fourth album. You know what I mean? There's a system that takes place. Right. When we look at when we look at uh, Timbaland as a producer, of course, we understand him at, and Pharrell as a producer. Like we see, of course, like the clips and we see the Missy Elliotts and stuff like that. Right. But we also can't forget about like the Nelly Furtados and mm-hmm. the Fergies and things of that nature. The Kelly Clarksons, like even when you look at um, when you look at Timbaland when he did um, Shock Value One and Two, right? Very yes, hip hop grounded in hip hop, but very um, what's the word? Very eclectic, right? When I look at Bruno Mars, I still see him as a pop artist that took a risk, hmm. because look at like uh, um, you make me feel like. I locked out of heaven. That's like a pure rock, pure alternative, like right. a neo alternative rock song. Right. That just got a ton of dope grooves. All right. So <clears throat> this is the question I have. Um, Chris, we we apologize, bro, for this conversation. No, we're gonna have it again with Chris <laughs> yeah. next week for sure. Because uh, I think this is, this. this is going to yeah. Because I want to hear his take on it. Um. So. Okay, so we don't have we don't have Justin Timberlake as R and B, right? What do we consider John Legend? He's more R and B soul. Okay, see that's where I'm confused at. I see. So if we're talking about R and B soul, because John Legend is like EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, right, Oscar, Tony. I I think this is the beautiful thing, bro. And I'm gonna say it like this. Music business. Right, 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 right. Music, Justin Timberlake, I think because also his connection to the NSYNC days. Right. His connection to movies like Trolls. So you say a pop. They're going to put, they're going to keep him in that pop realm, bro. <laughs> okay. Even unless, though unless BET says, we're going to give you that 2020 experience that, okay, that you okay. had some bops on there. Okay, okay, let's talk about Chris Brown then. Chris Brown, Chris Brown has made a lot of pop records, like aiming for pop. Right. And they hit blue. Right. So why do we give him R&B King? I think the shift, I think it's the shift. I think it's where he started and where he's ending. So mm. when he first came with the first, the first when to me, when he first came out, right, pure R&B. Right. Like the, the joint with Joel Santana. You know what I mean? Like, just that whole trajectory of it was like, um, I won't, it's not not New Jack Swing. Of course it's not. But that feeling that New Jack Swing gave us, that, that Teddy Riley gave us, I feel like those were the first two, first three records that Chris Brown gave us. Man, you when Chris. Run it, then you gave us uh, Yo. Mm-hmm. And then he gave us um, 
off a uh, wall to wall. Yeah, he gave us like those. Those first three records, right? Then when he, bro, when he started getting that the next MJ recognition, it was like something clicked, bro. And where he was like, I can make this shift. I think it's the same thing that Justin Timberlake. Like, I do agree with you that I think we see a lot of elements where Justin Timberlake does have R&B records. Just the question with Justin Timberlake, real quick, just off from you. So, do you consider Michael Jackson a part of R&B? His early years. Like? Off the wall. Do you consider Thriller R&B? I consider Thriller a pop album. Okay. Because that's when he started being recognized as the king of pop. So, this this is what Tank said. He said... People, the lady was saying the same thing as you were saying. He was like, but we have to take pop for what it is. Pop just means popular. That doesn't necessarily mean a particular sound as we like to deem it. Right. He said, it's just saying this is popular music. So let me ask you this question. Okay. If pop music only means popular music, because that means that everything would be pop music. Pretty much it is. Today. Right. What would be the actual genre of pop? Would it would it be would it be like what would you consider Adele? They consider that pop. I would say Adele is powerhouse singer songwriter. Okay, I'll agree. She's like singer songwriter. Singer songwriter. But they put her in pop. Yes, because it's easy. I think it's easy. Right. And I think it's what would you consider Beyonce? You see what I'm saying? It gets iffy. It gets really iffy for this reason. I think early Beyonce, early solo Beyonce, pure R&B. Right. I would say now Beyonce is powerhouse pop. But is it really pop, though? Because, like, this is the thing, like, this is the thing with, uh, with Chris Brown and Beyonce. And Tank said it perfectly in his interview. And, um, he said people like Chris Brown and Beyonce are not Siri hold on I'm having a Siri I'm doing a podcast right now Siri okay relax a little bit you're embarrassing me right now Siri okay I don't know I'd even call it your name Siri relax a little bit (laughs) um Chris Brown and Chris Brown and Beyonce have put themselves in a position where they make genreless music Mm. which he said, which is a place that all artists wants to go to where they could be, where they could make, be at the height of their creativity, make money, go on tour, making music that they want that is not confined to a box or to a category or to a genre. Right. So he said, like, Chris writes, he produces, he raps, he sings. He, he, he said he's very hands-on with his music videos, with his dance choreography, with his tours. He's like, he is art that he presents. He, he is every aspect of what he gives you. He was like, Beyonce does the same thing. So with that being said is, how, like you said, how are we defining, because you, like you said with John Legend, you said, well, John Legend is R&B soul. Where will you place Miguel? eclectic bro because <laughs> adorn is pure r&b, R&B. and yeah. that was one of the last big big 
big R&B records we've had. I think that's what I was like. In, even in our pregame group text with, with Chris, I think that's my struggle. And But we already saw it taking place. Right. Right after Confessions and Justified right. and NERD's Sing Sounds album, we start seeing this really, like, I think the best way to put it is when I think, like, Katy Perry and dude from uh, Three Six Mafia did Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. We, for the last, what, it's 2018, for the last 10 years, we've been seeing this shift in the music where they're starting to put the boundaries down. So you're seeing pop artists do records with hip-hop artists. You're seeing country artists having elements of of hip-hop artistry in their music videos. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Perfect example. Taylor Swift went from a pure singer-songwriter, country individual. Right, then she went straight pop. Pure bubblegum. Yeah. Pure. Pure bubblegum. Katy Perry. Straight pop pop to this, like, real... Raunchy. Raunchy, just... No, let's, let's keep it real. She went from being pure praise and worship leader <laughs> to... To singer songwriter heathen, you know what I'm bro, saying? Bro, just to to pop artist, so a character, bro. <laughs> she just now something else. Another person to think about, somebody that we should consider in the crossover movement. Yes, it's Pink. Very true. Pink went from R&B, pure R&B, but her story is interesting. She never wanted to do R&B. Right. She just, they just knew she could sing. Bro, I wish she would do another R and B record yeah. though, but I don't know if it would be accepted in the way. But yeah. it's Pink of Love, bro. Th- that there you go joints. Yeah. Pink of Love. Pink went from that. Another person to think about is like Gwen Stefani. Right. Kelly Clarkson. Definitely went from pop to like. So I think like what you're seeing, what we're seeing in music in general, mm-hmm. and I think this is where R and B is suffering. And I'm gonna and. And I'm going to bring one more person up. Like, I think this is where R&B is suffering, where you're, what up, dog? Um, where you're seeing, um, where you're seeing like a lot of these artists that are surrounding like this one subgenre out of the whole music pie, where they're, where they're, where they have the ability to go over, like cross over, right? I think one of like the p- the person I think that we talk about often, and I would love to hear Chris's take on it, is Usher. Mm-hmm. Usher went from like from eighty seven oh one, no way. my way, mm-hmm. eighty seven oh one, to Confessions. Mm-hmm. He gave us the mad roller coaster, right? Mad roller coaster of heat. Right. And then he goes to these records that don't have the same appeal. Yeah, he started doing the, the fist pumping and time, time of your life, life, life. I was like, if you don't like that down, shut that up, brother. We don't want to hear nothing else from you right now. But then he goes to, he goes from that, goes to this little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Then he starts giving us these songs like Shorty, I Don't Mind. Mm-hmm. Where it becomes very. But then on the same album, he'll give us something pure, pure R&B. But what, is, what are they playing on the on the radio? What about Climax? You know what I'm saying? Like, he would just sneak those in. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think our struggle is... Have a couple of struggles. I think our struggle is 
musical identity in the R&B genre. And in the distribution of what's being fed to us. Right. The only way that you can know that uh, that Usher has those hits is if you're doing the research by yourself. Right. But we're so SoundCloud driven. Right. We're so radio driven and we're so uh, serious radio driven. Mm-hmm. How do you know what the real record sounds like? Right. So everybody, like for the longest, once Migos came out, people like the Migos and all these little Lils and Mm-hmm. And all these, not littles, a little, all these acronym names. Right, right, bro. Everybody sounds the same. Right. When the future sound came out, when Drake really, oh, I could capitalize on yeah, this. Yeah. And everybody started to want to be like Drake. When the singers wanted to start being like Drake, and the rappers started to want to be like Drake, they just ruined everything. It just bro. erased all. Yeah, it, it, I really the think genre. Drake ruined R and B, bro. Really the genre do. lines, yeah, which also affected p- pure hip hop heads, yes, because now all the hip hop heads now have to jump on these pop records, yes, yes, again, blurring. It's no more genres, basically. The genre lines, there's so no more genres now. When somebody now comes out with the idea, it's like I'm playing the NBA is like positionless basketball now, bro. So now people are like. I'm the king of R&B for this generation. Number one, it sh- for you to say of this generation means that you know that you're not the king. Right. Second, it really only gives you a time segment because now that gives somebody else the next permission to say right. I'm the king. Now when you have like, you know what's crazy about this whole situation? None of the people that are talking about the situation are saying that I'm the king. Right. They're pointing us to a lowercase king. Right. Me personally... Of this generation, mm-hmm. across the board, would still be Chris Brown. Absolutely. That's what I had question. I think so, because I think he didn't come into this, this game as a king, but he, like, bro, like, he doesn't, he can pull off, like, ten albums, because they said he's writing that much. Yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah. But I think he, I think he, he stole, he took the formula. I think he took, I started off with R&B. Man, he hit a pocket where he started doing the double mint commercials, right. started doing the, the electronic. Right there, Chris. Started doing the electronic records, yeah. bro. Started doing these dope features. But then um, came back with that. Look at me now. Yeah. Look at me now. He was, yeah. Before the Rihanna situation, he was. Bro. He was going to be the next Michael. I think, I think that's another person to think about, man. Like, bro, Rihanna. But see, Rihanna doesn't even really fit into R&B. But she started off, bro, with that subgenre of R&B. See, that's the thing. We got to we got to define what is R&B. I, that's going to be the name of this episode. What is R&B in 2018? I think but I mean, what was R&B before 2018? Cuz think about it. when I think about R&B, I think about Marvin Gaye. I think about Donny Hathaway, Luther Vandross, the um, Pips. Yes, Alexander O'Neill. When we talking about Peebo Bryson, let's talk about Tamia, Tamia, Boyce to Men, SWV, Kelly Price, Whitney Houston, Faith Evans, One Twelve, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey was like very mainstream, but she had a very R and B element. Yes, to her thing, even to this day. Well, R and B stands for rhythm and blues, right? So, what does rhythm and blues sound like in this day and age? Like, what does that feel like? I feel like... Avant R- is R&B. Kiki White. K- 
Kelly uh, Kelly Rowland. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like not Sierra. Sierra, not, not Sierra. You don't think Sierra was fall no. under? You feel like she pop falls under pop? Or contemporary urban pop? If that's even a genre. That's what it See, we got to create genres That's now, what bro. it is, now. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Um, I think that's a struggle. I wonder I don't what know, Justin man. would say. Justin Timberlake would say. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because he, he come from Memphis, so. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what is it that these artists do? Because Chris Brown and Usher do pop records just as much as to Justin Timberlake do pop records. But we consider them R&B artists. I think, man, I think it's the, I think it's. But but this is the thing though. This is the thing I want to ask you now. This brings us to this: Is R and B a feeling? Is it a is it a is it a you feel what you I'm saying? Go there, bro. Is it a feeling? Is it a is it a flavor? Or like a certain seasoning that's on the music, or is it is it an approach? Is that R and B? I think it has a lot to do with lyrical con- context. You know what I'm saying? Like so, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like in 2018, how are we defining R and B? Because for a fact, we know Tank is an R&B artist. That's undeniable. Um, Tyrese, PJ Morton, John Legend, you say R&B, so we got Anthony Hamilton, Maxwell, yeah, um, Daniel Caesar. These are clear-cut, her, clear-cut R&B artists, right? Yeah. I think, um, man, like, I think, too, like, I think one of the facts, I'm not saying this is 100% fact, fact across the board, think a lot of the R&B artists derive their sound from church. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So I think, like, I almost have to look at, I, th- I think it has to do a part of the feeling. For me, though, too, like, I think it has to do with the conversation. I feel like pop, again, it goes back to what I said, like, I think pop songs really have, like, the idea of, like, themes and metaphors in them. Mm-hmm. It's not really a thing of, uh, <coughs> it's not really a thing of, um, of like conversations, like when I think of, um, I think of um, "Here I Stand" by Usher. That is a that is a conversation, bro. Bruh. that's the Usher I want to see. That's a pure. That's a pure. Oh, remember that Usher song, "Hey Daddy, Hey Daddy, Hey." You remember when, um, <laughs> Rico Love, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Conversation. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. The, uh, hey, Usher, look, hold on. Public service announcement. Send this message to Usher. Stop playing with us with these uh, confessions uh, reboots. You know what I'm bro. saying? You keep talking, like you keep making us feel like you're going to come back with a sound, and you never give it to us, Usher, Raymond, the third. Bro. Like, we need to cut that out. We need it. We need, it. We need you. Stop doing stuff with Zaytoven. It's not working right now. Okay. No, let Chris have that. Let Chris Brown have that, all right? Or Chris gets busy. You feel me? Yes. You know yep. what I'm saying? You stay away from that. We need you to act 40, okay? I need you to give us some more music right now that is in the confessions. Not even in confessions. We just need you to get into that R&B mode. You're not into R&B mode right now, okay, Usher? I'm sorry. I just had to go ahead and talk to you directly, man to man. You know what I'm saying? R&B fan to R&B fan. Bro. Look, let me ask you this question here, Jeff. Give us your top five R&B. Artists of all time? Nah. <laughs> Dang, should we go all time? Should we go Dude, right my, now? My all time? <laughs> What's your all time top five R&B male? Wow. 
Yeah. Oh, let's go there. Let's go there. Or do you want to wait till we get to Chris? No, I'll give I'll give my preliminary. <laughs> okay, let's go. I would say, well, maybe not my five all time, but I think people that most definitely should be recognized. Okay. Give us five. Five. Should be recognized. I, I no might particular have to really, order. I'm going to have to just think on my all time. Okay. Because I might be forgetting some people. Okay. John B. That's that's your list. This is your I'm just list. Saying people that should be notified. <laughs> no, just give us your list. Oh, my my list. Just um, give us your list. Darn, Carl Thomas for sure. Okay, that's on your list. Carl Thomas is like top five for sure. Okay. P.J. Morton. Okay. Oh, if we're talking about all time, then Stevie Wonder. Okay. P.J. Morton, Donny Hathaway, uh-huh. Carl Thomas. Uh huh. For real? Who you got, man? Who you got? We're just going to stick with those four for right now. Okay. Um, I will go with Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, um, Donny Hathaway. Um, Ooh. Ain't it hard, bro? You get to that fifth and you're just like, uh, you don't, it's so like, you I'm on three, so I'm trying to think because it's like. What'd you say? Marvin Gaye? Marvin Gaye. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway. Say, uh, Perverted Man R. Kelly. Not to say that R. Kelly is like his, his writing game, his impact on modern R&B is just undeniable. Um, and then I'm gonna have to go with Tank. Those are my five of our time, personally, that I like. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't, I haven't listened to R. Kelly music in years. Because I can't condone that behavior. That behavior. You know what I'm saying? So, he on the list. But if I had to choose somebody else in place of R. Kelly, like, as a reserve, um, it would be, hmm. I got an honorable mention. He won't be in my top five. But my honorable, just looking through my. If I had to choose somebody, Joe. Joe, bro. Yo. Pin. I would say I can listen to Joe all day. I think some like people in their prime. D'Angelo. D'Angelo in his prime. I would say um, the Drew Hill boys in their prime. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we go in there, then I'm going. I'm definitely pulling up Ryan Williams for sure, man. Bro, like the the whole squad. You feel me? The whole squad. The whole squad of boys to me. Charlie Wilson? Come on now. Teddy Pendergrass? Bro. The fact is, Charlie Wilson still sound like his vocals. Yeah. Just on straight, like, just off the lot. Uh, Um, um, You know who's actually a dope singer that, but he doesn't really get recognized for his singing? Black Thought. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If he really wanted to, like... Oh, yeah. I think... I remember him saying he, he was making an album where he was just doing, like, all soul music. Now, I know he's not an R&B singer, but he would be recognized as a soul singer, although he sings jazz with Gregory Porter. Yeah. Or Frank McComb. Frank McComb. Um, but see, we deep diving at this point. 
I'm sorry. Because people I'm, don't know about the ones we talk. Greg Reporter, well, look him up. Frank McComb, look him up. You're welcome. You're welcome. Tra- when you look up those two, you're going to be like, whoa. Where was I? Where, yeah. Where I've been um, on my music of Soul Child. I'm going to even throw some friends. Brendan McPeak. Come on now. Chris Peters. Chris Peters. You dig? Uh-huh. Uh, Raynell Carmichael. Raynell Jamal. Speak Life. Bajan Slack. You dig? You know what I'm saying? I give y'all a taste. Give them my darling, darling love. Sing your song, That's brother. enough right there. Y'all just gonna have to just wait for the album. Sing your song. Um, who, I mean, like, honestly, man, like, he's yeah. more of a gospel singer. And regardless, regardless, Tone. Hmm. You're welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Go ahead and look it up. But if we're talking gospel singers, then we're going um, to... I'm just saying... Tony, we're not even going to talk about R&B no more. No, I'm just saying, but Tone has done so much crossover right. music. Because you think about, like, Molly Music. Yeah, like a crossover artist. Tone got this album called The London Letters. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you heard it. I've heard it. Bro, the writing on that guy, the production on that situation was nuts. Because we're talking voices like... Uh, 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 Rafael Sadiq. Come on. That's what I'm saying, like... It's just, uh, but then we're going into different sectors of our. I can't believe I didn't say this before. Music soul child. That's bro. what I just said. Music. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ne- uh, Neil's a dope writer. Yeah, he's like more of an entertainer, right? Like he's a singer songwriter. Um, Amarion. Mm-hmm. Cause he came out with. Uh, I heard somebody say Mario. Mario, bro, like the. Um, he can sing though for sure. Like the you should let me love you, like that's crazy that Neo said that was like the only song that he wish he never get. That's one of the songs he wish he would never give away. Right, right. He wrote his he wrote for his life for sure, for sure. Um, we talking about all types of gospel music. Sidebar. <laughs> let's have this conversation right now. How I'm sorry, y'all. We went on this. Um, look, sidebar. How much money do you think Mariah Carey is making right now off of All I Want for Christmas? Every year she has to be getting in at least sixty million. Bro, she don't gotta. She don't really gotta work. Sorry. She's a sweet, sweet fantasy baby. If she didn't write that, whoever wrote that song, dude, she writes almost all of her stuff. Bro, then she uh, like that's what I'm saying. Like all I want for Christmas, she wrote that. She don't have to work. Like, do you know how much that song is being? Pl- that is a freaking worldwide Christmas classic. How much money do you think she's pulling in every year off of that? Oh, think about it. Southern California, we're gonna hit. How many times you gonna hear that song <laughs> right. on one station? Bro? Right, right. Say that song is being played on one to four point three. You're gonna hit that like song like once every hour. Right. Uh, multiply that by a billion, basically. Literally, bro. She, her checks have to be crazy. She is uh, one of those individuals where her 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 money is making making it for herself. Now I have a question. I'm gonna add one person in right, there. Right. Right. And I'm, I don't know how Chris would feel about this. Robin Thicke. I like Robin Thicke, and I would definitely consider him to be an R&B artist. Um, okay, well, we have it there. I mean, this conversation will be to be continued because we're going to have Chris come through, and we're going to talk about it with the R&B artist from an R&B perspective. Because I have some questions. I want to know, do we consider Justin Timberlake to be R&B? Do we consider... Bruno Mars to be R&B. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
what is R&B in 2018? Who we consider to be um, leading the pack in this generation? Is it Jacquees? You know what I'm saying? Our, our B.E.D. Running slowly. You know what I'm saying? You know what we should do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on Billboard. Okay. And I'm going to see what artists they recognize as R&B artists. I think that I think because they they mix it though hip hop and R and B, so we'll just figure out. I just have to figure out who. And they better not have Drake. That's all. I mean, passion fruit, bro. See, that's what I'm saying, man. We gotta cut this out, y'all. Like, like you said, back then it was just like your R and B, your your rap. Yeah, like now it's just, and it's not to say it's bad. Cause I don't want to box in any creative, but it's like, how do you guide somebody on which way they should go? If that makes sense. You know, like, I think too the struggle, man. I think the struggle is we have three sectors of music. Mm-hmm. You have mainstream, mm-hmm. you have independent, mm-hmm. and you have underground. Right. And it's like when you look at a PJ Morton, mm-hmm. he's been around for how long? And so it's just kind of like more like an under he's like an underground artist right. with now mainstream independent artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mainstream face with but off the of independent cuz he's under his own right. own label. Hmm. And speaking of that, you know, my boy PJ Morton, three grams. He was nominated for Grammy, you know what I'm saying, best R&B performance. Yeah. heard those albums that album you're missing out the song first again is amazing yeah um, and we want to give a shout out to her she was nominated for five grammys uh album of the year that's crazy album of the year uh, best r&b album of the year that's a good question i gotta double check i believe it is Grammys nominations. It's heavy, bro. It's heavy this year. I'm inspired by it. Hey, Kendrick and TDE has figured out a freaking formula. Everything they touch is gold. They are now nominated with the Black Panther, the album that they produced and curated. You know, now that's under Kendrick's name. So he has eight nominations leading the pack. That's crazy. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to the Grammys. Oh, Grammys is going to be lit this year. I just hope the performances are dope. Me too. And I just hope, yeah. I'm going to be tuning in to the Grammys. We're going to give you a Grammy uh, episode like we always do. You know how we're going to deep, deep dive and get nerdy with that. Um, so, um, yeah, we're going we gonna to get into that. Now, look, this is the thing, though. Um, do you think it's possible that Cardi B can win for album of the year? Very much so. Cause you gotta remember her. Hey, look, this year for her, these last two years has been something I've never seen before, bro. You, I sometimes, and I think that's the sometimes the struggle with some of these awards. Is it really about the music or is it really about the business? Right. Cause I'm looking like at her, like, is it really album of the year? Now, one person I'm happy for. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy for. I'm happy for Tori Kelly. 
Oh yeah, she get nominated for what best gospel uh, gospel album? Yeah, gospel I, song. Uh, or gospel performance. Yeah, I think like gospel uh, gospel album, and gospel performance. She might win. I think she got two or three noms. Yeah. I felt like she should have got new artist of the year. She lost to Megan Trainer that same year. But that's when Megan Trainer had that song that called big, out that bass, right? You know what I mean? But so again, it's like, it, was it really about the artist, or was it really about the business? Well, it's always about the business. You know that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely about the business. So, um, hmm, interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. Uh, so before. Any, what else? What else? What else is on the agenda, bro? Man, we covered that. Let's t- just. I think we just need to pause right there. Let's pause, but I want to say this real quick. So last weekend, I had an opportunity to go see an advanced screening of the movie Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Mm. Let me tell y'all something. This is being honest speaking. I'm not even a big Spider Man fan. After I saw Tobey Maguire portray the Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3 and get slapped up in front of Mary Jane, I said, I cannot stand by to be going to get slapped in front of his mom. I can't do it. I can't. Hilarious, I can't do it. But nah, no lie. This has been, that that is the best Spider-Man movie I've seen. I think it's the best Spider-Man movie that Marvel has made. I also believe, in my opinion, for me personally, it's probably top three, if not number one, best animated movie I've seen. Yeah. The animation in it is a new style that looks amazing. It's like a comic, it's like a live comic book type of feel. It was at times where the colors were kind of popping out, and it looked like it was 3D. Mm. It w- it's it's something very new. Like I've never seen an animation like this before. What was dope about it, though, you know, the the this Spider Man is Miles Morales or whatever. And I'm doing a deep nerd deep dive right now. Yeah, man, ain't but nothing you know, wrong with his, it, bro. His his mom is Puerto Rican and his dad is African American, right? Oh, they went there. Yes. What I loved about it is in his room, you would see in the background him po- a poster in co- animated form. Of Chance the Rapper. Crazy. It blew my mind. So the Chance the Rapper, the three album, that he had a poster of that cover in his background of his room. Um, it was really hip hopped out because uh he had an uncle that loved hip hop and he was playing like Biggie um in the movie, and then um like walking down the street, they had the Starboy cover from the weekend. And animated form. Well, bro, they got the inspired Jays. The Jays is in the movie. Bruh, that mug was lit. And then the messaging of the movie, the tribute to Stan Lee, almost brought me to tears, bruh. It was just like, whoa. They went there. Bruh, I'm telling y'all now, go support this movie. Go enjoy it. I think I'm going to go see it in 4D. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I got to go see it in 4D. I got I to gotta go actually put some money into the, you know, into the pot. Um, but I, th- I got a chance to see it for free advanced screening last week. It's dope. I definitely give it two thumbs up. I recommend that you go see it. 
Um, I'm definitely gonna give y'all more movie reviews because I'm a movie goer. Mm. I love going to see the movie, going to the movies and peeping out the stories and stuff like that. But I'm telling y'all, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is dope. Um, today, it was announced that Jordan Peele's new movie trailer will be coming out Christmas Day. It's a it's a horror movie called Us. Well, another social thriller, they call it. He wrote and directed this one, too. Mm-hmm. Winston Duke and Lupita. Lupita is in it. Starring in it. Yeah. How you feel about that uh, Avengers trailer? <sighs> it was a little bit intense, man. It was a lot of that. Yeah, it took me back to the point. I don't know if I wanted to go back to the snap. You know what I mean? I don't want to go back to the snap. It took me back. I was like, I started to get pissed off at Thanos all over again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just came from seeing Spider-Man 2, and I was thinking like, nah, see, this is the stuff I don't need in my life right now. Yo, that trailer had me like, right. The only thing I'm not going to do, bro, I'm, I'm going to have to do the same thing I did for Black Panther. <laughs> I'm going to have to see that thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Because, bro, when I saw, I'm glad to see Black, when I saw Black Panther at night, and then when I saw, like, the way depressed uh, Captain America was looking, I was looking like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to see this one, bro. Yeah. But it looks dope, though. It looks dope. But look, man, we, this is going to be a quick episode. We're going to leave it there because we got the King of R&B discussion is very interesting. Very sensitive. It's very interesting. What, what is R&B in 2018, ladies and gentlemen? You know what I'm saying? Is Jacquees really the king of this generation? Negative. But look. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the AZs and Rufus podcast. Anything else you want to let the people know, man, before we get up out of here? Yo, be safe during the holidays. Have fun, but just be safe, y'all. Come on now. That's it. Yes, we're going to give y'all another episode before Christmas. Um, And after that, we'll meet you guys in the new year. feel me yeah or we might give y'all a sneak episode we might you know just stay tuned you know what i'm saying but we'll give you another episode before christmas um enjoy yourselves be safe make sure you know what the reason is for the season you know what i'm saying let's not get caught up in the material things and we lose sight of what this is all about you speak know what I'm saying? the speak the truth brother you know what i'm saying so look enjoy yourselves have a good time do the shopping do all you're gonna do Make sure you know why this is why this is happening, why we celebrate what we're celebrating. But look, hit us up on the AZs and Root Rules, IG or Twitter. Let us know about this King of R&B discussion. We want to get some answers. Is Justin Timberlake R&B? Is Bruno Mars R&B? Tanks say they are. This is coming from a general in the game. Chris Brown is the king, the young king right now. You know what I'm saying? Is there anybody else up in there with him? Talk to us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your boy, Reno Jamal. That's my brother, Jay Davis. And uh, I'm going to leave y'all like I always leave y'all. God never told us to figure him out. He just told us to trust him. Sure. Boom.